Are you considering low-dose oral minoxidil versus the traditional topical over-the-counter minoxidil? This episode, we will review which type might work better and reasoning for both. Hello, thank you for listening to Thyroid Hair Loss Connection Podcast, a science-based, honest, candid conversation about how your thyroid affects your hair. You will learn practical solutions to hair growth, healing your thyroid, and balancing hormones with holistic nutrition approach and the latest treatments. Your hosts, me, Natalia Sanzo, a registered dietitian, aka Nashville Thyroid Expert, and Kimberly Vaughn, a board-certified trichologist, hair loss specialist, and coach. To stay up to date on the latest topics, make sure to subscribe to our channel. We also cannot do this without you. Send us a question to the link below and tune in each week for the answers. Now, let's head to the show. Natalia, happy Tuesday. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you, Kimberly? I'm good. I'm good. I'm really excited about this episode because there's a couple of buzzwords that everyone has been seeing in the news. Um, We've been hearing in the news, actually, uh, and seeing in papers and studies since back in the 1900s, but um, it's kind of resurfacing. So kind of like coming around full circle. Yeah, and I'm happy that you're covering this topic because I'm so confused about those two. They sound like the same uh, medication, but it, you know, I think they're different. So mm-hmm. let's jump, jump in. All right. Well, so you recall the excitement in 1988 when the FDA approved topical minoxidil. Now, short TM, and so I'll transfer back and forth versus topical minoxidil and our little acronym of TM. But in 1988, the FDA truly approved topical minoxidil for men's androgenetic alopecia, men's hair loss, right? Then in 1991, they also approved it for women. The percentage, however, was quite different. So initially, over-the-counter, men were able to purchase 5% minoxidil, topical version. Women were only able to purchase a 2% minoxidil. Why is there a difference in the percentage-wise? Why do men get more and we don't? Well, so that then goes into even after decades of use, we still don't truly understand how minoxidil improves the hair loss. But we have lots of studies because, you know, we're 20 years into this. So according to Shamra, increasing continuous blood flow with resultant increase in oxygen and growth factors, the delivery to the hair follicle, then is stimulation. So that's telling us that certainly minoxidil, topical, TM, is providing some type of circulation and stimulation for men and women alike. However, if the FDA is going to approve a product that could have any sort of side effect for men, they're only going to lessen that dosage for women, right? That makes sense. Thank you, FDA. (laughs) I know, right? And um, we could, again, more episodes on the FDA. Um, But... So 
we see that then in early in the 2000s, we see more supportive studies that now support using 5% topical solution of minoxidil, and it's resulting in a greater success than the first 2% approved for women. So hence, now current topical minoxidil over-the-counter as well as prescribed can both be used for men and women with genetic hair loss. It's also, though, been suggested that oral minoxidil or low-dose oral minoxidil may be also converted um, into the bloodstream processed by the liver, also will contain a differing form of enzyme because it is coupling the platelets and the growth factors of the body. Therefore, it's reaching a higher follicle level, or in layman's terms, oral minoxidil is truly affecting the hair follicle more than the traditional topical solution. Interesting. And that's, I'm sure it's easier to take instead yeah, yes. cream and it's cleaner, I guess. You know, get your, don't get your hands dirty. Well, and more than anything, one of the major side effects with minoxidil topical is always the itchiness and the stickiness that comes after using the product. Certainly, there's many different formulations. Um, at HPI, we com- we actually use a lot of compounding solutions. So we will use minoxidil with finasteride, minoxidil with uh, tretinoin, minoxidil with latanoprost. So differing combinations, right? Certainly over-the-counter combinations have greater percentages of alcohol. So it's causing more itching, it's causing more dryness, it's causing more flaking. So certainly the everyone's running to their prescriber to say, hey, why can't I just go ahead and take oral minoxidil? And at this point, because we're, again, coming full circle with the minoxidil treatment, we're not at this point seeing that there's a reason that you can't switch. However, this now goes back to what the consumer has heard for their entire lives since 1988, so depends on how old they are, Mm -hmm. right, is that if you stop using minoxidil, the hair that you just grew is going to fall out. Well, we know that's a miss. Uh, Is is it? No, of course not. If you artificially stimulate the body in a manner of a topical treatment or an oral supplement or a medication, you're already artificially or synthetically causing that stimulation. When you stop the synthetic stimulation, the body's just going to revert back to its normal way of life. And it's normal production, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to see a slowdown in the growth because the growth was synthetically stimulated. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's, I, you know, when you think back about when, where we were with our marketing, where we were with our knowledge in 1988, certainly I can understand somebody taking this to heart and saying, oh my gosh, if I stop applying my topical, then my hair is just all going to fall out. Well, it's not going to do that. It's just going to revert back to its miniaturization stages. And then yes, it's going to start getting smaller and smaller. And then you'll just be back to where you were before. How long is that going to take? We don't know. 
So the great part about now low-dose oral minoxidil is that it is getting rid of a lot of those side effects, right? So no more itchy scalp, no more flaking, and it is really taking us to a new level. However, what about those individuals who do not want to take a true oral medication? So I want you to really think about this. So after you've considered your options and after you've done your research, I want you to consider if you're going to stage off of your topical minoxidil, I want you to taper off. I want you to use your topical treatment as you begin your low-dose minoxidil. A 30-day kind of staging or a 30-day removal and with a very slow release, meaning maybe week one, you're going to be applying your topical minoxidil every night before you go to bed. Week two, it's going to be only every other night. Week three, perhaps you can cut back to once or twice a week. And then week four, then you can pretty much taper off and be cold turkey with the topical dosage. However, at this point, now you have the low-dose minoxidil in your system for the last 30 days. I do want to add one caveat. It's very important that whoever your prescriber is for your low-dose minoxidil, your oral, they need to certainly do a full check on you because this particular medication can certainly raise your heart rate. And we want to make sure that those levels are all checked before you would automatically self-medicate, taking one off or adding the other. Minoxidil oral is still a prescribed substance, and so therefore a physician will need to subscribe this. And I said subscribe, let's talk about prescribe instead. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, our listeners and I, we all got it. So okay. yes, uh, Kimberly, answer this question, and I don't know if this is the right the right one, but can someone without alopecia or balding take minoxidil to improve hair growth and fullness? For example, can I take it to just make it all better? <laughs> Great question. And a lot of um, our listeners probably and a lot of America has probably been doing that for a long time. Many young men that we will see come into the clinic will say, you know, the only reason that I have the hair today that I have and the reason it looks the way it looks and is as full and thick as it is, is because I've been taking an oral minoxidil or a finasteride for the last 15 or 20 years. So in addition to oral minoxidil making its comeback, if you will, in an oral suspension versus a topical, it's very similar, works differently with a different mechanism of action than finasteride or Propecia. So the, the short answer is I would still check with your hair loss specialist mm-hmm. and your um, physician to make sure that it is an option for you to support your current growth and to support your current hair as it is. Absolutely. And I'm sure, you know, we have to weigh uh, the risk versus benefits, right? Mm, Um, Most definitely. Yes. And, you know, what's most important, I think I want to leave the listeners with is, is on a final note, you know, topical minoxidil is FDA approved for treating androgenic alopecia. 
genetic hair loss and is often used off-label for treating a variety of other hair loss issues, such as the telogen effluvium, so the stressful shed, um, also alopecia areata. So it can be used as a form of a support for an autoimmune condition. However, we do not have solid, true testing results there. And so I personally am going to say, in my standpoint, I'm going to be cautious on suggesting that. However, we are seeing some better results with scarring alopecia. And um, so for those that have scarring alopecia or cicatricial alopecia, they'll understand what this is. Um, And then really on to the new low-dose oral. The oral version of minoxidil is increasingly becoming more popular and is widely used worldwide for treating all forms of hair loss problems. So back to what you said, it is, it is a good, it's a good drug to consider. Nice. Um, thank you so much for clearing all this up, this topic. uh, This is a very hot topic. Mm -hmm. So I think our listeners and I, of course, we have a better understanding now of these two medications and, uh, hopefully it will help somebody to make a decision. If you have additional questions or if we've started your brain moving in in a direction of which is the right uh, treatment for you. Don't hesitate to jump on the HPI website, um, select a consultation, and we can dive into this a little bit deeper. Until then, we'll see you next time. 